28 times in the Scriptures the word thanksgiving is used. 73 times in the Scriptures, Old and New Testament, the word thanks is used in the writing of the Word of the Lord. It was David that picked up his pen and he wrote this in Psalms 50 and 14. He said, Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. Offer unto God. Somebody say, Offer unto God. That means it comes of your free will. No preacher should have to pull that out of you. Nobody should ever have to tell you to offer thanksgiving. It's in the book. Offer thanksgiving unto God and pay thy vows unto the Most High. In the 69th Psalm, it was David that said, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify Him with thanksgiving. You ever had a magnifying glass? It makes things bigger than what they normally are. Well, David said, I want to make him bigger than I've ever seen him. I want to make him bigger than I've ever imagined him. He said, I want to magnify him with my thanksgiving. Again, he wrote in the 95th Psalms and said, let us come before his presence in the presence of God. He said, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. And then here's one of my favorite. This ought to be every time you walk into the presence of God. The Bible said in Psalms 100, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful. Somebody shout, be thankful. He said, be thankful unto him and bless his name. If we would pause on this Sunday morning and all we did for the next 30 minutes was just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We would be in order because the blessing of God has been upon us and we owe Him much thanksgiving. We have come to our society in a day like I've never seen before. I heard a story many years ago. A fellow by the name of Joe Wilkes told it to me. Some of you may know Joe Wilkes. Some of you remember him. He said there was a little boy that went with his mother to the shoe store and to buy a pair of shoes. And this was years ago. And the little boy, the, the shoe salesman, was just trying to be kind and, and said, Here, son, let me give you something. And he gave him an orange. And, uh, you know, that was a good thing back in that day. Handed him an orange. And his mother looked at the little boy and said, Son, what do you say to the kind man? And he held it out and said, Peel it. Well, that's kind of where we are. We are living in an ungrateful day. We are living in a day with no gratitude. We are living, I'm going to preach a little bit now. We're living in a time when people feel like that everything ought to be handed to them. I can preach as a parent and a grandparent. I can preach as an old time preacher. I'm old enough to say what I think. And so I'm going to say it today. We need a little gratitude in America. We need a little gratitude in the church. We need a little gratitude in our children. Somebody needs to learn to say thank you again. 
The Apostle Paul warned us about the day in which we are living right now. When he wrote to Timothy, the young preacher, in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verses 1 through 5, here's what he said. This know also that in the last days, I want to know who in this building believes that we are people who are living in the last days. Who believes that with me? If you don't believe that, you're not paying attention to the signs of the time. But he said, I'm telling you that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Here's what's going to happen, he said, in those last days. See if this does not identify our day. In verse 2 he said, For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. About half of y'all's with me today. If I preach about an hour and a half, the rest of you will be here. And then he said, unthankful. He grouped that in with the boasters and the proud and the blasphemers and the disobedient. And then he said, unholy. He said, here's some other things. Without natural affection. We got a lot of that going on. Truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. He said there's going to be people that are going to be traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. He said, Timothy, from such Turn away. I've come to tell you that with all of that stuff he put in there, there's going to be an unthankful generation. I've come to tell you on this Sunday morning, I will not be counted with an unthankful generation. I want to stand and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for my heritage. Thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for truth in my life. Thank you for the blessings of God. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my grandchildren. Thank you for my home. Thank you for my car. But let me go a little further. Thank you for Calvary. Thank you for bloodshed. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy. I owe you something, Lord. And I just want to say on this Sunday morning, thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I mean, that ought to rumble out of your soul. That ought to come from the tip of your toes out of your mouth. Thank you, Jesus. Honey, you didn't get this by your own hands. You didn't get here by your own self. You didn't do anything to have what you have. We're here by the grace of God. We're here by the mercies of God. When I see where He picked me up from, when I see where He brought me out of, when I see what He put in my heart and in my life, I'm here to tell you, I can't do anything today, but just say, thank you, Jesus. Somebody ought to say it. Thank you, Jesus. I got down to pray this morning, and all I could think of was an old, old song. I heard my daddy sing it many times. When I think of the goodness of Jesus... 
at all that he's done for me. My soul cries out, hallelujah, praise God for saving me. When I think of what he done for me. When I think of where he brought, look, you get in trouble when you quit thanking God. You hear me? When you forget where you came from. There's too many people that forget where they came from. You forgot how low you were. You forgot how deep you were. You forgot how deep in sin you were. I'm here to tell you, you ought to remember where you came from. Can anybody remember the miserable moments? Can anybody remember the miserable nights? Can you remember the brokenness that you, that you were in? Can you remember how deep you were when God in His grace reached down and picked you up out of the miry clay and set your feet on a rock and said, come on out of that. I want to be your God today. Thank you, Jesus. Romans chapter 1 is a very unique and powerful chapter. And it, and it talks in Romans chapter 1 about people worshiping the creature more than the creator. And, and it goes back and talks about what happened way back in Sodom and Gomorrah and, and the things that, that went on. And, but but in, in the 21st verse, I want you to notice something. Paul said, because that, when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. You know why? Because they, they did not glorify Him as God, and neither were they thankful. If you read that chapter, you will find out where God turned those people over to themselves. You don't want that in your life. You don't want God ever turning you over to you. You want God in charge in your life. I'm preaching to you on a Sunday morning. It's not time to forget where we came from. It's not time to forget the goodness of God. It's time to remember the things that God has done in our individual lives. I could stand here and testify to you today. He's blessed me more than I could ever tell you. He's given me things I didn't dream I'd have. He's blessed my family. He's taken care of my children. He's taken care of my, my life. He's put His hand upon me. His anointing has been in my life. I don't take it for granted. All I can do is say, Lord, I don't know why You loved me. I don't know why You cared. But I'm so glad You did. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You during this holiday season. But not just this week, Lord, thank you every day for the blessings of God in my life. It is a common thing. It is a common thing for things to be common to us. It is a common thing for us to suddenly forget or eventually forget what God does in our life. It was the warning of Moses to the children of Israel before they ever got to Canaan's land. You can go back and study it. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 10 through 12, here's what it said. It shall be Moses talking, when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware to thy fathers, to Abraham, and to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities, which thou buildest not. 
Watch this. He said he's going to give you cities that you didn't build. Had he said houses full of good things which thou fillest not. And wells digged which thou diggest not. And vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not. When thou shalt have eaten and be full. Then, he said, then you better beware lest you forget the Lord which brought thee out forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. In other words, Israel, things are going to get better. There's light at the end of the tunnel. You're going to be enjoying some things that you had nothing to do with. So don't you ever get to the place that you think you got it by yourself. Don't you think that you worked it to your own good. Because you wouldn't have a house if he didn't give it. You wouldn't have a car if he didn't give it. You wouldn't have health if he didn't give it. You wouldn't have a land if he didn't give it. You better thank God every day for the blessings of God in your life. Hallelujah. I got a little preaching in my bones today. Y'all give me a vacation every once in a while. I'll preach like this all the time. Hallelujah. Beware. Don't forget where God brought you from. Ladies and gentlemen, you know and I know that we're living the most unthankful day there's ever been. We have more than we've ever had. And we're still discontented. You heard it Wednesday night. You're still discontented. We've got more than we've ever had. We're blessed. We've got food, housing, and clothes. We're blessed. We're blessed beyond measure. That's why Paul picked up the pen and he said to the church at Philippi, he said, be careful for nothing. But in everything, in everything, by prayer and supplication, With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Don't just ask Him for stuff. Thank Him for stuff. With thanksgiving, you can't just, God is not a, I've said it over and over, this is not a a fast food restaurant. God is not a fast food God where you just drive through on Sunday morning and say, God, my kid needs this. My job I need here. I need this over here. Here's one, two, three. Here's my list. I'll be back next Sunday. No, 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 no. What about walking into his gates with thanksgiving? What about coming here and say, God, I need you today. But before I ask you for one prime thing in my life, I want to tell you thank you. Thank you for the blessing. Thank you for the goodness. Thank you for the things you've done. I owe you more than I could ever repay. Hallelujah. There's going to be thanksgiving even in heaven, in case you didn't know that. In the book of Revelation, chapter 7, verse 11, the Bible said, The angels stood around the throne. We're talking about prophecy now. And about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and they worshiped God, saying, listen, amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving 
and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. There's going to be thanksgiving. It's not just a holiday in November. It's got to be thanksgiving for eternity because that's what's going to happen in heaven. We're going to dance around the throne of God and say, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Is there anybody ready to say, thank you, Jesus? You don't have to wait till you get there. You ought to get practiced up here and say, thank you, Jesus. Let me hurry. Here's, here's what happens. You ever heard of the spirit of the nine? You know what the spirit of the nine is? I'm going to read it to you. Jesus told a story. Or Luke recorded a story. Jesus was involved. He said in, in, in Luke 17, 12, he said, As he entered into a certain village there, met him ten men. Everybody say ten men. Everybody in this room say ten men. I've got to tell you a funny story. I'm going to pause for a commercial break. Several years ago, they put five guys over on Thomas Road. Anybody ever ate five guys? Five guys. We was riding along one day with Erling's mom. She said, have y'all ever ate at three men? <laughs> three men. We couldn't figure out. She's talking about five guys. Commercial break. Ten men. Lepers. Dying. No cure for leprosy. Go study. No cure. When they got leprosy in the scriptures and history, they were separated, Daryl, from the city. And if anybody came near them, they had to cry, Unclean! Unclean! Nobody could get near them. Because of their leprosy. Here, Jesus, the Bible said, met ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. They were doing what they were supposed to. And they lifted up their voices. This time, they didn't say unclean. They said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Get the picture. They used to see, they're used to saying unclean, but now they're saying, Jesus, Master, just have mercy on us. We don't have any hope. We're dying men. We're away from our families. This leprosy is racking our body. We're in pain. We don't have a cure. Jesus, Master, have mercy on me. And when he saw them, he said unto them, simple words, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Suddenly, walking down a road or running or whatever they was doing, suddenly sores began to dry up. Scabs began to fall off. They were healed, the Bible said. They were cleansed as they went. Let me tell you something. When you obey the voice of God, healing will come while you go. Oh, you didn't get that. Let me say that again. When you obey the voice of God, cleansing will come as you go. Listen. Listen. And one of them. Somebody in this room shout one of them. When he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice, 
he glorified God. He fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a half-breed. He was a Samaritan. You know what a Samaritan was? Samaritans were hated by Jews. They were not Jews, not full Jews. They were half-breeds. It's when the Jews married into, into Samaria, when they were in bondage there, and, and they produced Samaritans whom the Jews hated. I don't care if you believe that or not. Go study it. Listen to me. The Bible specifically said he came back and he gave him thanks. And he was a, why did he put that in there? Why didn't he just say he came back and give him thanks? Why did he put he was a Samaritan? Because of all the people that ought to have been fallen at the feet of Jesus, he wasn't the one. Amen? But let me tell you, when the Jews won't worship him, the Samaritans will. I hope you get the message here today. If you think you're God's only chosen people, you go ahead and shut your mouth and don't do God any favors and don't give God any praise and don't give God any thanks and He'll raise up a Samaritan because somebody's going to praise Him. He said, if you don't, the rocks are going to cry out. I'm preaching to you today. He was a Samaritan and Jesus answered and said, watch this. Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? It's called the spirit of the nine. We got what we want. We're out of here. I don't have time to say thank you. There was not found that return to give glory to God. Save this stranger. And he said unto him, Rise and go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. I'm asking you, what happened to the nine? They never came back. There's never anything in Scripture that says they came back and fell at his feet. Jimmy Douglas, they got what they wanted and they were unthankful. I'm here to come to preach to you on a Sunday morning. Don't just plug in to God to get what you want. Don't just hang around God to get what you want. Come with a thankful heart. Because where you got the first, you'll get the rest. There is an abundant supply of blessing. There is an abundant supply of anointing. There is an abundant supply of the goodness of God. The grace of God has never been exalted, exhausted. And the mercies of God will never run out. The Scriptures teach us they are new every morning. But you'll not get mercy without a thankful heart. I'm here to preach to you today. Thank you, Jesus. Just thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for saving Justin Cummins. Thank you for saving Ronnie Cummins. Thank you for saving Daryl. Thank you for saving DG. Thank you for saving every man, woman, boy, and child in this room today. I'm here to preach today that you say thank you. God hears you. But when you walk away, you have the spirit of the nine. Paul said it, and I close quickly. He said, giving thanks always for all things. Somebody in this room, say with me, always for all things. Come on, say it, always for all things. Paul said, you don't just give God thanks for the good things. You give God thanks for all things. Always. I don't know why I had that trial, but thank you, Jesus. I don't know why I went through that sickness, but thank you, Jesus. Everett, God will heal your body. I know. I know you're sick. But thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
I just come to say thank you. That's all I'm here for today. You don't want to join me, I just come to tell him thank you. This week I'll sit down with my family. We'll have good food, a lot of fellowship, fun. All my kids are going to be home. All my grandkids are going to be there. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We're not going hungry. Today when I leave here, I'm going to do what I do best, eat. Thank you, Jesus. I drove a good truck to church this morning. Look at our beautiful church. Look at the blessings of God. Look at all our people dressed up so nice. Look at, look at what God's done in your life, physical things. But, but close your eyes for a minute and then think back over your life. Remember when you were a drug addict? Remember when you were an alcoholic? Remember when you were so deep in sin that you wondered if you would ever, ever find peace again? Remember? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I can't say it for you. I can say it for me. I just want to thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm asking you, I know, I know we're not having service during midweek this week, and that's so that you can take time, be with your families, enjoy the holidays. You'll be back here next week. We'll have a great time on Sunday morning. But let me tell you something. I don't care if we don't have church. I'm asking you as pastor, get your family around you, whoever's at your house. We do this every Thanksgiving. Last Thanksgiving, we gathered up. Everybody lined up all around the kitchen, dining room. We just went around. What are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? What's God done for you? How many blessings has God bestowed upon you? You say, well, I can't think of anything. Why don't you just thank God you're breathing today? You're breathing His good air this morning. We could have testimony service here today, and you'd hear about healing. You'd hear about financial blessings. You'd hear about people that have been, I mean, delivered. You'd hear all kinds. Of, if we had testimony service, we'd go all, we could go till tonight with testimony service. People testifying of the goodness of God. We're not going to do that. We don't have time to do that. But in your individual life, I'm telling you, you better say thank you. You better pause and give the glory where the glory belongs. My hands are not big enough. My abilities are not good enough. I don't have what it takes to do it on my own. I don't know how I got where I'm at. I don't have sense to get out of the rain without God. I don't have one ounce of anointing without God. I don't have one ounce of leadership ability without God. I don't know any anything good about me except that He called me out and He put His hand on my life and I give Him thanks today. Stand all over this room with me this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. By Him, therefore, let us offer, there that word is again, the sacrifice of praise to God. And here's a key word, continually. That is, that is. Paul said this in Hebrews 13, 15. You can put it up there. Offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. Don't 
don't be like the guy that married the woman and, and she said after they'd been married 50 years, Honey, you never tell me you love me. He said, I told you once. And if anything changes, I'll let you know. Ronnie, you better tell her. Did y'all get married yesterday? Y'all did. Mr. and Miss Culp right here. Greg did the honors. Greg, that was your first wedding, wasn't it? I hope you tied it not good. I, I, when I tie them, I jerk them. So they won't come undone. Mr. and Ms. Cole. Amen. You can't, you can't tell God that. I told you one time, thank you, and I don't have to. Every day, the fruit of your lips ought to be, thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. Just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. For all you've done for me, I just want to take a little time. Take a little time right now and say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm not giving an altar call today, but if you want to step down here and just say thank you, Lord, I just want to something to convict you. I preached preach something to help you. Let me tell you something. If you will learn to get up every moment or every morning of your life and when your feet hit the floor, 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Does anybody feel that way beside me? I just, man. Thank you. Let's do a little census here. Who in this building God has ever answered? Anywhere in history God's answered a prayer for you? Who, put your hands down. Who in this building has God ever, now listen close, healed you from something the doctor said you could not be healed of? Look, 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 look. Oh, yeah. How many of you ever been healed of anything that God touched your body? And you're, you wonder why I say what I'm saying today? Because we're, we're the most blessed people upon the face of the earth. God's blessed us. Look. Oh, I got six minutes, man, before I get overtime pay. I'm not going to take it, but listen to me. Listen to me right now. I don't care if you think America's terrible or what. And, and there are some terrible things that happen in America. But you are the most privileged people in the world to live in America. It's a good place. All these folks, you know, you hear folks every election, one side or the other, they saying, if so-and-so wins, I'm moving out. Well, hey, get you a ticket, baby. I ain't going nowhere. I love the land of the free and the home of the brave. Matter of fact, we'll help you pay for it. Going out of here. But I feel like I'm blessed to live in America. Freedom of religion. Freedom of speech. It's not like this everywhere you go. You couldn't act like this anywhere, Antoinette, in the world. You couldn't just go anywhere in the world and worship like you worship. It's a blessing to be able to do that. You see, there's many things, and I could go through the little bitty things of life. I'm not. I've preached. You get the message. You got the gist of it. But let me just say this to you. Don't forget the small things. Don't forget the little everyday things. When you, when you bow your head today for lunch and we just kind of do it out of a, you know, thank you, Jesus, for our food. Bless your name. Amen. Why don't you say it with meaning today? Say, thank you, Lord, because in the light of the faith that I have food today, there's many that do not. There's many. There's many that are hurting. There's many that are struggling. There's many that will go to bed hungry tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for blessing me. Thank you. One more time. One more time and we're going home. And I want you to have a blessed Thanksgiving. But I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. Thank you. I just want to say thank you. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. I just want to take a little time right now and say thank you, Lord. For all you've done for me, yes I do. I just want to take a little time.
Lord. Oh. 